Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Anna Nicole Smith's daughter, Danny Lynn Burkhead, 16, dons $2350-$2350 Leo Lynn sunflower gown and shows off her guitar skills at the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I don't want to talk about again? a 16-year-old that much, but I will say there is something delightful about the only time that Anna Nicole Smith's daughter like appears in press or like <laughs> kind of pops up to show that like everything's going pretty good, actually. Like I'm <laughs> I'm fine. I seem fine. Like I'm um she's playing guitar with Richie Sambora. Did with you see Richie that? Sambora. Like oh, like there's just so much in that article that's like catching she you up Janet to like Jackson what she's song. up to. It's just nice that like once a year at the Kentucky Derby, we get a glimpse and you know, it's it's a heartwarming glimpse of mm -hmm. Anna Nicole Smith's daughter who's doing really well. Yeah. Right? Like, her mom is like the face of tragedy, right? Like yes. the, the, the like there's a documentary the coming out tragedy. about her, you know that, like yeah. relatively soon. I associate the Kentucky Derby with like don't care about who's going to win. Don't care about horses. But, oh, we're going to get a paparazzi photo, but not even a paparazzi photo, a posed photo, a a on-the-red-carpet photo of Anna Nicole Smith's mm -hmm. daughter. Once a year, David Burkhead comes out and says, our daughter's okay? Yeah. she. It's It literally is like proof of life. And I don't. I guess I don't mean that in a dark way. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure she's fine. And it's nice that she lives like a relatively private life. But once a year, they go to the red carpet and they're like this is us this is us for the and there's something sort of like poetic about the fact that it happens at the like the shortest sporting event of the year yes <laughs> like the 30 second yes. the 30 yes. second the most exciting 30 seconds of sports a year right. it's like what's the meme where the girl where the tiktok girly just goes boop, boop, <laughs> and she appears for like one frame and goes away 
the metaphor of the horse is running for 30 seconds is the same as Danny Lynn in the span of her lifetime showing up once a year to give us a, a bloop boop of a her looking good, looking healthy, looking happy, in looking, a hat. looking like Anna Nicole Smith, which is really honestly very sweet to see because, mm-hmm. you know, we we love Anna Nicole we Smith. We understand Punnett Squares, but these photos this year, I was it's like, wow, Punnett. she really... It's giving Anna it's Nicole. Giving Punnett. It's giving Punnett. No, she mm-hmm. really, she she does. She's she's 16, you know? She's 16. Who All else right. went to the uh, Kentucky Derby? I was like, did Doc anyone Carlo, else go? Patrick and well, Brittany Mahomes, Chris Pine. Did you see the photo of Smokey Robinson, like, hugging Rachel Platten? I was like, is that Smokey Robinson hugging Rachel Platten? And it is. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, why do you recognize Rachel Platten? You know I had a big Rachel Platten stage. I know, but like it's just funny that you recognize Rachel Platten because to Who me Who else looks like her? Who else looks like hmm, Rachel Platten? Uh Blake Lively, <laughs> every other blonde woman. I'm I, I think she has a very unique look, actually, you know, for a white my, blonde she's lady. She's from my hometown. I interviewed her once. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's one of your fun facts. Yeah. Joey Fatone was there. Boys to Men were there. Richie Sambora were there. Smokey, Smokey Robinson, Robinson were there. Chris Rachel Pine. Rachel And you know what? Chris Pine was there with his dad, so I bet it's he sort of like a, it's sort of like my dad Isn't loves he this. Southern no, he's from New York City. <laughs> oh, Pine. okay. Well, mm-hmm. it is nice that like if you're if you're a famous person, like your I guess your parents are kind of already over it by the time you're Chris Pine's age. But the one thing that's like they like if they have like a hobby, you're like, okay, you love golf, I'll take you to the Masters because I'm a mm-hmm. famous person and like that's I something that I can do like no problem. So mm-hmm. we go do that together, even if it's like I don't care and like honestly, it's not great for my image to be seen at the Masters, which obviously it's, that's a lie. But I'm just saying generally, like Chris Pine's like not like doing this for press. No one's like, why wasn't Chris Pine at the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Lindsay, you're at the Masters like an incognito Truly, Jackie like, Onassis sunglasses. It's not good it's for not me. Good for me. No one can My know. My dad's like having the time of his life. I'm just like, can you stop it? <laughs> Another big event happened this weekend. It was the Queen's, sorry, the King's coronation. I missed it. <laughs> the Queen, I, did you mean to say Queen? No. I wasn't paying a lick of attention to this and I loved it. It felt freeing. The only thing that I kind of cared about was Katy Perry being there and the photos of that one old guy and people were like, it's Meghan Markle in disguise. Well, there were a lot of good memes. There was the kind of typical like King Charles fingers are fat, like mm-hmm. the classic, you know, uh, who was there, what they were wearing. I did get a good passive scroll of like who, who showed up in their dresses. All the foreign dignitaries and their like mistresses kind of rolled up, which is mm-hmm. always fun to see. And then mm-hmm. you get the stories like that's his 12th wife and like <laughs> they met on they met on vacation and you're like, LOL. You also got the Katy Perry singing firework as the king was given the crown, which I'm not sure if Wait, that... it was as he was being No, I think crowned. that was a manipulated video, okay. but she did sing firework there, which is very funny because mm-hmm. that's a song in which you talk about the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So like having it played at the king's coronation feels very antithetical. And I'm shocked that no one made the connection there, let alone every American that... I mean, it feels pretty antithetical for any American to be there. (laughs) You know, so true. Like for Tom Cruise to say, you can be my wingman or whatever. I turned that video on and instantly turned it off because I couldn't watch more than like three seconds. Wait, he said you can be my wingman to To what the king? King Charles. What did King Charles say? What does the mummy say? Wait, he was in a plane? 
Of course he was in a plane. When is he not in a plane, so he, Tom Cruise? But King Charles wasn't in the plane with him. No, he so was... So he, what, he called in from the plane? He called in from the plane, and he said, you can be my wingman anytime. I'm uh, sorry, we can't put the king in a plane. What? He can barely get in the car. The way this man is going to have a short reign. The funniest <laughs> thing was watching the, the Camilla, the, you know, Camilla, Queen Camilla getting her... <laughs> Her due, yeah, you know? know. She deserves she deserves like every kind of Every tweet of that was video. like, this is for side chicks everywhere. I was like, I was giggling. <laughs> people love to clown Camilla. And it's so funny because it's just like I think people love clowning them so much because like they're like Teflon to to, to sure, quote Dark Water. The they're the king up. and queen. It's, now. it's the punching, you know. You cannot like, punch up higher. Yeah, you, you I mean I it's like it's always funny. Yeah. It's, people are as mean as they possibly and can. And also be to they these two deserve they all yeah. of the you know, ire, and this is all our kind of like the humor is a mask for like the kind of anger that the the royal family causes because they're fucked up. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, meme all you want, gag all you want. Like these people aren't aren't reading this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was kind of fun to scroll through stuff, but like not actually watch it or pay attention. It's not that exciting. Yes, I didn't feel like it was that exciting, especially for the US. And this week is Eurovision. So I have so many other international oh events to, to pay attention to, you know? Oh my God. But apparently they're opening up voting to non-participating countries mm-hmm. and there's going to be some sort of app I have a feeling, no offense to Eurovision, but they're not going to get it together and it's going to like kind of be not really a thing. They haven't even announced which countries or if America's involved, but it was Mm -hmm. reported on last year in the fall that this was going to be an option. I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to participate as a, as might usually do, which is like a passive fan, Mm -hmm. not actually a voting body. Mm Mm-hmm. The finale is Saturday. The semifinals are Tuesday and Thursday. We'll talk about this in the Rita section because Rita's performing on Tuesday. Great. And um, we'll talk about it later this week. What else we got? Stars on Mars. We're moving right into Stars on Mars. I have deliberately not read anything about Stars on Mars. All I know is that Tanache is maybe going to Mars. But Lindsay oh told me God. I cannot look things okay, up listen. because she's making a Let me just read to you the description of this. I think people are misunderstanding. They think these stars are actually going to Mars. I Do you understand it- that no one's been to Mars? We haven't been to Mars. How is Tanache going to go to Mars when we, like an astronaut, hasn't been to Mars? I did. I did feel like a big idiot because when you, you were, ta- people were, when you were talking to me about it, I was like, so Tanache is going to Mars? And you were like... No, no, no one's going to Mars. It's fake. And then I was like, I, and then it kind of hit me like, yeah, I guess the only person I've seen go to Mars is Matt Damon and Jessica Chastain, but that was in a movie. We so. can't go to Mars. <laughs> we, we, we've been trying to go to Mars for years now. Do you think that all of a sudden we can go and Tanache is going to be the one? <laughs> no, you thought, you thought Tanache was going to Mars. I don't know what to say. I sort of thought like, well. When the future of humanity is on the line. A courageous crew of celebrities will go where none have gone before. Sort of. They must survive with no Wi-Fi, no oat milk, and no personal assistance. Wait, what? That means you, buddy. That could be too much. Mars on Mars. Launching Monday, June 5th on Fox. Okay, listen. The series will see a group of celebrities prepare for takeoff to the red planet where they will live 
Again, I'm going to say they're not going to Mars, where okay. they will live, eat, sleep, strategize, and bond with each other in the same space station. During their stay, they'll be faced with authentic conditions that simulate life on Mars, mm-hmm. and they must use their brains and brawn, or maybe just oh. their stellar social skills, to outlast stellar. the competition and claim the title of brightest star in the galaxy. The celebrities will compete in missions and vote to eliminate one of their crewmates each week, sending them back to Earth. And then it says, okay, but not really. But Fox's new unscripted series, Stars on Mars, will feature a dozen celebrities competing to colonize Mars first. They will receive their assignments from none other than William Shatner. Each week, will vote to send one of their teammates back to Earth. I want you to remember that when Shatner went to Mars, I think they just like well, shot went, him up and brought he him went down. went to that one level of... Do you remember his quote yeah, from like, where he saw he Mars? Like, it was awful. It made me feel terrible. He said... I love the mystery of the universe. I love all the questions that have come to us over thousands of years of exploration and hypothesis. But when I looked in the opposite direction into space, there was no mystery, no majestic yeah. awe to behold. All I saw was death. <laughs> so I just want to remind you that William Shatter is sending Tanasha to Mars, but his actual feelings on space are like, get me the fuck out of here. And had basically the most powerful existential crisis that is maybe humanly possible. Yeah. To like look into the vast nothingness of space and say like, I feel death. Yeah. And he's like, anyway, Tanache, are you ready for Mars? All hands on deck. What I really liked about this, and as you know, I love like a, cl- a clever casting array where I'm like, we have lots of categories here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you kind of options between two people and you're going to say they're going to Mars or they're not going to Mars. Uh, like, Or you're going to say, so I'm going to say who's going to Mars. You're going to give me a category of person and that's two people in that category. And one yeah, and, I'm gonna, one, and one of them is going to Mars and one of them is not going okay. to Mars. Yeah. Technically, they're both not going to Mars, but let's just for this, for this, <laughs> for the game, you're going to say X is going to Mars. Okay. 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 I'm not, I'm also, to be clear to the audience, I'm not bullshitting you. The, I don't know anyone who's going to Mars except Tanache. Well, again, no one's going who's to Mars. not going to Mars. <laughs> okay. So this game is called Who's Going to Mars? Okay. Who's going to Mars? Athlete Lance Armstrong or Athlete Shaq? Athlete Shaq is going to Mars. That is incorrect. Athlete Lance Armstrong is going to Mars. Who's going to Mars? Comedian Chelsea Peretti or Comedian Natasha Leggero? Don't say Comedian, please. <laughs> Natasha Leggero was going to Mars. I don't know who that is. Please say the full thing. Comedian. Comedian Natasha Leggero was going to Mars. That is correct. Who is she? I don't know her. She's like the she's the brunette comedian. The brunette comedian. She's the brunette comedian. She's like bang. She's always like ah. Natasha Leggero. Oh her. Oh I know her. Who's going to Mars? <laughs> Super Bowl champion Marshawn Lynch or Super Bowl champion Russell Wilson. Sierra would never let him go to Mars. So Super Bowl champion Marshawn Lynch is going to Mars. That's correct. Okay, yeah. Sierra's like, you're not going to Mars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's going to Mars? The guy from Napoleon Dynamite, John Hedder, or the guy from Superbad, Christopher Mintz Plus? The guy from Superbad, Christopher Mintz Plus is going to Mars. That's correct. The guy yes. from Superbad, Christopher Mintz Plus is going to Mars. Okay, great. Who's going to Mars? Gay Olympic figure skater, Johnny Weir, or gay Olympic figure skater, Adam Rapon? Who's going to Mars? <laughs> gay Olympic figure skater, Adam Rapon is going to Mars. That's correct. Gay Olympic figure skater Adam Rapon. Didn't we learn that? Yeah, but it's fine. I'm. Did you see the meme about him? The little tweet about him? You just told me I can't explain. Okay, no, but it wasn't a meme. It was a tweet. It was a clip from Name That Tune. He named one. He named a Britney Spears song in one note, and they and somebody put the video and wrote a homosexual names Britney Spears in one note, and then he retweeted. I was like, he was like, homosexual. Wait, is that not name? Isn't it called Beat Shazam? Name that it's the modern name that tune, but he named a Britney Spears song in one note, and somebody tweeted a homosexual names Britney Spears in one note. Anyways, okay, sorry, moving on. Funny, which Britney Spears song was it? Oops. 
Boom. That's obviously, <laughs> come on. Oh, that's, maybe... e- that's the easiest thing in the world. Get out of here, homosexual. <laughs> okay, we get it. You're also homosexual. <laughs> Who's going to Mars? Female UFC fighter Ronda Rousey or female boxer Layla Ali? Female UFC fighter Ronda Rousey is going to Mars. That's correct. Okay. Who's going to Mars? Vanderpump Rules star Tom Sandoval or Vanderpump Rules star Tom Schwartz? Shit. Vanderpump Rules star Tom Schwartz is going to Mars. That's correct. Okay. Who's going to Mars? Football player Richard Sherman or football player TK could not think of another football player. I, <laughs> I forgot to put on Okay, so football player Richard Sherman is going to Mars. That's correct. Right. But again, sorry. he's not actually going to Mars. I'm sorry. I love that I put football player TK. Okay. Who's going to Mars? Underrated pop star Kim Petras or underrated pop star Tinashe? Underrated pop star Tinashe is going to Mars. You bet your ass she's fucking if going she to Mars. If she doesn't win, I'm going to be so mad. You bet your ass she's going to Mars. Who's going to Mars? Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams or Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes? Nene would never. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams is going to Mars. That is correct. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams is going to Mars. <laughs> Who's going to Mars? Willis' sister Tallulah Willis or Willis' sister Scout Willis? Oh, God. Which Willis sister is going to Mars? Not putting rumor was really smart because I never would have guessed rumor. So Tallulah or Scout, those are the correct ones to choose from. There's only three, Bobby. I no, chose... I know, but I think not putting rumor was clever because- I couldn't have put his young children there, the two, five years old. The two who would go would be Tallulah or Scout, not rumor. Um, Willis sister, Scout Willis is going to Mars. That's incorrect. Willis sister, Tallulah Willis is going to Mars. Oh, God. Okay, and finally, this is the last oh, one. Who's going to Mars? Bubble wrap lover and former tabloid fixture, Modern Family Ariel star, Winter. Ariel Winter, or the kid who played her brother on that show, Nolan Gould. Who's going to Mars? Bubble wrap lover, Ariel Winter is going to Mars. You bet your ass she's yes. going to Mars. Yes. She's yes. going to fucking Mars. Who and that's think- it. Wait, let me see so the you, full sh- list of So people. we're not going to watch this show, really, or maybe talk about it again, but who do you think is going to win this show? Tanache. You think Tanache is going to win this show? Win. Yeah, I think Tanache is going to win. I'm looking at the list now. Tanache or maybe... Hmm. But the thing is, we don't even know what the... I think a woman's going to win. I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey or Tanache looking at this. Yeah. Win what? Again, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> what do you win? I don't know. You actually don't know. that you, you you remain the brightest star in the galaxy. What do you win? What you should win is actually getting sent to Mars. Is that even something somebody wants? Well, no, because remember there are those people who are... um Those artists are going to Mars. Or are they going to the moon? They're like billionaire who's sending the artists to Mars. No, they're going to the moon nobody's going to mars we can't go to mars what do they win we can't go to mars wait truly all it says in this variety write-up is that they win the title of brightest star in the galaxy that's it they really don't win anything they don't get money for charity they must get money. some sort of stem charity for kids who are interested in going to mars they must get something they must get something i mean bragging rights aren't gonna work here Uh, i thought lance arm i thought we were done with lance armstrong as a society why is he going to mars when people Anyways, say send it to Mars, they mean in a bad way. Nobody. <laughs> like, well, the, what was funny, the first version of this game was going to be a mean, a very mean-spirited version of this. Which I was going to give you two celebrities and make you send one to Mars. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Go to Mars, you know? But I didn't want to make it. I didn't think there was really a challenge in that. It was more just like, who are you sending to Mars, you know? Like, send them to Mars. The trades finally learned about Michael. At Michael. 
Is he going to Mars? Who the F is Michael Braun? Meet the mysterious Zelig who has become Hollywood's new best We covered friend. him um, on October 24th, 2019. I just want to say we we actually did solve his mystery. I think our friend Ashley Feinberg helped us figure out that it was all about real estate. He's in hospitality. This is really confirming that. I guess recently he got set on fire in some viral video with Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. or something. And At a Baz Luhrmann like, fashion event last year, yeah. Well, but to be fair, he's, his kind of mystery and presence has only grown since we covered him in 2019 mm-hmm. so it's not crazy to do a, a a weird checkup and also shout out to matt donnelly who wrote this piece for what was this variety, variety. he did get an Apparently. interview with him which i liked because i want i i feel like i we so rarely hear his voice and hear mm-hmm. his words and see kind of like his demeanor mm-hmm. so that's good and i do like that he was brave enough to give comments because it's like yep. yeah who the fuck are you you know what i mean yep it's interesting because i know a writer who, despite being very, very, very good at her job, could not secure an interview with Michael Braun like Stop. years ago. Stop, really? Yeah. But I think what's interesting about that is I think that was too soon where he was being mm-hmm. purposefully mysterious and maybe the money was kind of like, ooh. But now he's very much a public figure and he knows that. And he's like, okay, well, time mm-hmm. to like be the celebrity that I've been trying to be for years Yeah. once I've now like actually have a stakehold in the situation. So it's funny because I think we, along with the person who you're mentioning who we won't name, was too early on him. Mm-hmm. And it really just shows like you can really be too early in this variety piece is kind of just on time, although not many people cared about this. Yeah. But I think that <laughs> only the true heads give, gave a shit that Michael got interviewed in Variety. Because the thing is, like, even when you read this story, it's like, oh, he's like a real estate magnet, basically. Like, he owns all this real estate. Because they interview him, don't they interview him, like, at his property in Tokyo or something? Like, he owns real estate all over the world or, like, manages real estate all over the world. I think it's more that he manages because he does hospitality management for mm-hmm. a high-end hotel in Toronto. And the whole point was him trying to get famous people to come, like, hobnob at his things Mm -hmm. and i loved his quote we don't have to like you know we're not going to read the whole piece but i loved his quote where he said in regards to his excessive flattery meaning she says he's basically a brown noser Mm -hmm. which is totally Mm -hmm. hilarious of course in regard to his excessive flattery braun says sometimes people don't realize my whole life and my current job is hospitality Mm -hmm. he said basically he's like why do you think i'm like this <laughs> why do you think celebrities like me because i'm nice I'm to them accommodating and that's I my entire them, job i make them feel very welcome in and all sorts of ways exactly probably in exactly. ways that we can't print in variety too you no. know and he said and then the la- one of the last quotes they had from which i thought was really funny it said interestingly he notes he learned hollywood etiquette about a decade ago from a former party fixture Lindsay Lohan. She's probably the first person to introduce me to socializing in Hollywood. She would be that seminal person in my entrance to that world. Mm-hmm. He sued someone. This is actually really interesting. I think of the Lilo did movie. him a favor, which is like introducing him into this world. Mm-hmm. And he did Lilo a favor, which is in 2013, which was kind of past the point of people wanting to work with Lindsay Lohan for various insurance related reasons. He paid a producer insurance essentially mm-hmm. on her for Liz and Dick which did get made actually mm-hmm. on Lifetime on Lifetime so his insurance was a good bet because that movie did get made mm-hmm. I'm not sure who watched it but it did get made and then he sued that person because apparently that producer that asked for insurance for Liz and Dick he was a producer he'd worked with Lilo in the past but he wasn't working on Liz and Dick so mm-hmm. Michael Braun got scammed yeah Michael Braun said I'll pay the $110,000 to insure Lindsay Lohan and Rick Schwartz never paid him he back. He never paid him back. Even yeah. though Lindsay Lohan showed up, she acted, she did everything. So I think it was really, I think it's interesting that he said, Lindsay Lohan was my first person who kind of brought me into this world. Mm-hmm. And you know how, you know why she brought him into this world? Because he was giving $100,000 to somebody to insure her so that she could be in film yep. and, and TV. 
And what, what is that other than being like hospitable? I'll help you out. Girly. And what is that I'll other than friend. it's very tit for tat? How do they describe him? They describe him in a funny way. They, they describe they say his he has voice. an iconic voice, which they, is funny. I've never heard it. They say that he sounds like a Canadian Truman Capote. They which say is something like, um, which is an interesting reference. Truman Capote by way of Saskatchewan is which how is they put it. Which is a very interesting reference because yeah. Truman Capote also socialite guy. And mm-hmm. like, that's a very brown noser. Bra- yeah. yeah. Very much, a, very much an accommodator. Collecting people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's funny that now we have this actually like revealing profile and it sort of actually answers the question as to why celebrities like him or probably like him. And there's a bit of a yawn. Yes. But I'm glad this exists. Shout out to who wrote this, Matt Donnelly at at Variety for finally getting him. Yep. Shout out to that. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. <laughs> Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets the perfect jeans performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted they believe in western for all and you can feel that when you go into their stores when you walk in you'll be greeted like family i saw them do it to the girlies from the real house of potomac it seemed like they were being greeted like family you'll be offered a boot shine and a drink yes even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Jamie Chung breaks down Succession cameo as husband Brian Greenberg reveals her set secrets. Did not know that was her. I know you don't watch Succession. 
And I was like, Jamie Chung was on Succession and I didn't notice. She had like a small role in an episode as an event planner or a wedding was planner. She good? I mean, I'm sure she was good, but I didn't notice anyone was either bad or Jamie Chung. So I guess she was good. <laughs> she was just in the show. Isn't a cameo like when you're like, what defines a cameo? Like it seems it, it, like you're 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 on it's almost it gives it gives I'm outsized for the show like I'm um Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's But what, she's certainly not. Because to be a you have to be famous. You have to be like a surprise that you're in there, but yeah. to me I'm not necessarily surprised because I know she's a working actor. She literally is a working actress. Yeah, like it why would, would she like she would be in succession as a random event planner. Right. A, a cameo would be Brad Pitt Brad is Pitt an event pan, event in. planner. Angelina Jolie is the event planner yeah. for 30 seconds you know it's not yeah jamie so chung. i don't know if i would call this a cameo but it's fine so she as we know jamie chung a tabloid fixture with her husband brian greenberg both actors she was on real world and then she like became an actress and then mm. she married the guy from how to make it in america and us weekly loves them so much yeah listen to her quote about this is like really Please, funny. i love the quote Just in the in the context of like us talking about how it's not a huge like she had a small role and it's like whatever she's mm-hmm. an actress i mean listen when you have the opportunity to be on a show like that you say yes you know when you show up there's a lot of improv. They'll just throw lines at you. She explained, knowing there was a secrecy, even the scripts, because of, well, spoiler, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to spoil it. By the way, all the scripts were redacted because of that very reason, because of that big secret. Dot, dot, dot. This is like paragraphs later, though. The couple's joy is infectious, and it's exactly what they brought to their partnership was shipped. <laughs> a personal shopping and delivery task service that helps busy parents tremendously, particularly as Mother's Day and Father's Day approach. The places we shop at, it's like ugh, we're working. And even if we aren't working, it's like we have two kids. There's no way we're taking those two kids to a grocery store. I have to say saying it's hard to bring your kids to the grocery store is really not. Not the most relatable thing you can say to us exactly, weekly readers. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't say like if I was a parent reading that would make me particularly happy or impressed or anything at all. And wouldn't certainly wouldn't make me want to use a service. Mm-hmm. I can't take my kids to the grocery store. Can you expect me to take my kids to the grocery store? <laughs> First and foremost, tell me all about your partnership with Shipped and why this works for you as two busy working parents. I would say, you know, we're starting a promo. It's through May 14th, starting now. Um, it's $49 for a yearly, yearly subscription versus $99. And what I love about Shipped versus other shopping platforms is that there is super transparent. You know, like the prices are inflated. They're not taking a percentage of the whole purchase or charging you crazy delivery fees. It's, I think it's more suitable to what we need. 25 things you don't Ooh. know about Rosalind Sanchez. Fantasy Island's Rosalind Sanchez. Ooh. 25 things you don't know about me. Quote, my favorite guilty pleasure TV show is Love is Blind. Not when I tell you I saw Fantasy Island in theaters, Williamsburg Theater, pre-pandemic, I could not tell you a goddamn thing that happened in that. Wait, you saw that in theaters? It's a, oh, it's a TV show now? It's a TV show. Oh, You saw, saw the movie. Yeah, I saw the movie. Why is, is it a TV, TV show? show? Because it was a TV show first, and then they made it into a movie. Is it scary? The movie was scary. It was a show. Then they made a movie that was a prequel to the show. Mm. And then they made it into a show again that was a remake of the original ABC show that the movie was a prequel to. Is it scary? The show? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just campy and fun. Okay, so I definitely saw like not something based on it because it was a scary movie called mm-hmm. like Fantasy Island or whatever. Okay, great. Can't wait. What's it on? Fox. Great. And it's already in its second wow, season. Our second Fox show we're talking about and today. And she is the star. She is like the lead of the show. And the original show, there's like the guy who like owned the hotel, the yeah. Fantasy Island. She plays his niece so that they like continue the island. So it's like she is the follow-up of, you know, it's like, oh, it's like Ocean's 8 
No, I get I get what you're talking about. I just like don't care. Oh, can I tell you? Remember the story that Josh told this weekend about like running into those like 23 year olds yeah. at the pizza place? Yeah. And listening to them talk? Yeah. One of them. <laughs> Josh was like non-playable character mode that week, that <laughs> yeah. day. He overheard one of them, the like 23 year olds. One of them say to the other one, what's that movie where people steal a necklace from Anne Hathaway? Amazing. Exactly. That's exactly what Ocean's 8 is. <laughs> There's literally nothing else. There's nothing else to say. That's exa- That's literally Ocean's 8. Yeah. Well, that just reminds me of like Ocean's 8 was the all-female reboot of Ocean's Fantasy Island. They're gender swapping. Sorry, it. and I don't mean to call Josh NPC. Actually, in that scenario, all the other people were NPCs <laughs> and Josh was like the person you're playing and you and go to a like, cafe and you have to talk to each character to hear their stories and figure out what's happening. <laughs> yes. I want to read this to you. Please. While her weekdays are reserved for work, the devious maids alum has found creative ways to spend time with her beau while working towards her career aspirations. Mm-hmm. She and Winter, 46, have co-hosted He Said Ella Dijo podcast together since 2019. It's something that keeps the couple close, even when they disagree on things. <laughs> she has a podcast with her husband? She does. That's a bad idea. It's updated semi-weekly. It's on, you guessed it, iHeartRadio. Oh, I did guess it. And it has so many episodes and so many reviews and really good reviews. So they're not celebrities who just like did a one and done. This is like part of their job. The reason I put this in here, it made me feel kind of crazy. Number 24, the actresses I looked up to most while growing up are Meryl Streep and Helen Hunt. Okay. Okay. It's always been about Meryl. And I was obsessed with Helen's acting on Mad About You. Even though Helen Hunt won, I think, four Emmys for Mad About You. I've never heard someone say, I was obsessed with Helen Hunt's acting on Mad About You. Have you? No. Have you ever heard that? No. I've never heard that. No. That's funny. You're right. That is funny. To be like, that well, is funny. I became it's an funny actor to because say of Helen that, Hunt on Mad About You. And also, like, the goal of, like, human existence is to say something that no one else has ever said before. <laughs> Do you not feel like that? No, yeah. Okay. No one's ever said this. Like, I feel like that is, like, the dream I don't think I've achieved it. It's like, how do you... No, I probably have because I like say things wrong all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But the fantasy of a creative person, and she is one because she's an actress, <laughs> is to say something or express something that no one has ever done before, be wholly unique. And that is it. Right. So we have six. My favorite room in the house is the living room. People have said that before. Yeah. Seven. My ideal comfort food is Cheetos. I probably said that before. 24. Yeah. I was obsessed with Helen's acting on Mad About You. No, no one's, one's ever, done ever it. said no that one's ever said it. No one's ever, <laughs> no one's said, ever said, said that it. before. And not that she was... And, and here, I want to be very clear. Not that she's a bad actress no. in that. She's actually a good actress in that. But nobody has ever said that they're obsessed with that. Like first day of acting school at like Yale School of Drama. It's like, what brought you here? People are like... Oh, Betty Davis and this. Al Pacino. You know, like Sidney Poitier yes, and this. Yes, like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> no. And she's like, Helen Hunt in the little scene NBC series, Mad About You. And even the Spectrum original reboot. Anyway, why is she famous? Her biggest role, she was on Devious Maids for many seasons. She was one of the leads of Devious Maids. She was one of the Devious Maids, the titular Devious Maids. But do you want to know what her first movie role was? Say titular Devious Maids. She was, I think it's a non-speaking character. I think she just like is meant to be sexy. She is... Like, sexy bikini woman in Captain Ron. I feel like you loved Captain Ron. Were you a Captain Ron girl? I, I was. The, I don't know what that is. You never saw Captain Ron? What is that? That is... Wait. <laughs> what is Captain Ron? If we Ron? stop recording this podcast right now... No, I, I don't almost want, want to. I don't want to And I want to turn it. on Captain Ron. What is it? You would say, that's my favorite movie of all time after watching it. What is it? Martin Short is a white-collar dad with a wife and kids. He buys a boat... What year is this? And tries to have fun with his family, and they have to hire a captain to do the boat. And it's like, a cool guy who just like loves the open water, played by none other than Kurt Russell. 
and there's sexual tension between Kurt Russell and Martin Short's wife, and he's jealous of Captain Ron. You've never seen Captain Ron. No, but it's giving a very specific <laughs> genre of nineties movie yes. that like I you know, it's very um what about Bob, which is one of my it's least favorite movies of all time. What about Bob on a boat? Right, like I hated that movie. But I It's What About Bob on a Boat. That's You've funny. never seen Captain Was Ron? this like Uncle Buck era movies? After Uncle Buck. But it is but it is a very probably specific... Like, probably like four years after So it's Uncle when Buck. we were like 13, 14, 15 or something. No, well, no, no. We were 10. We were, we were 9, 10, 11. It came out when we were like 7, eight. But when did you see it? Like your si- older siblings like made you I, see I it. I probably watched it not long after it came out on um, uh, VHS because... Wait, I've told you the story. Because my dad, for the bulk of my childhood... Six, seven years of my childhood, my dad had a post-it note on his desk that, that said he never Captain Ron? took. He never moved it. It yeah. was there forever. And yeah. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world even then. Okay. Because one time in probably 1992, my aunt gave him movie recommendations to rent at whatever, the Hollywood video or the movie gallery. Very, your parents, yeah. And there were two movie recommendations on this post-it note that, yeah. were, that was on my dad's desk for years. And the post-it note read, funny adult, colon. My cousin Vinny, funny family colon Captain Ron. <laughs> so I think of Captain Ron as funny family. Have you brought this up to your parents that this, oh, yeah, that this post-it note is like one of oh, the yeah. like 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 a oh, whole, yeah, they know a whole about crux it. of your childhood? You have to watch Captain Ron. It's so good. Don't you like Martin Short? I do. But Don't I you just like, like Kurt Russell? Don't I you do, like Mary Kay Place? Okay, so sorry. Back to the Rosalind I just, Sanchez. I like, can't believe is, you've never seen Captain Ron. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. This is a really funny reaction from you, though, because it's like I've seen most things, and I, and you. It just this is this is the most like this is your. Per- I'm sorry, but it's like in a way I can't explain. This is your personality. This movie is your personality. But I'm telling you, I did not like What About Bob. This isn't quite as like uncomfortable as What About Bob. It's what about, so. What About Bob is about someone with like an illness. Yes. And this is yes. Like, Kurt Russell's only illness in this movie is being like also too Richard cool Dreyfus needs to freaking <laughs> yeah. go home or whatever. Get Richard, that guy back to wherever Richard he. Richard Dreyfus was like peak. No one asked this. Yeah. Afternoon. <laughs> really, it was like yeah, but no one did. No, someone did someone ask. Did ask because it was an interview. Yeah. How do you feel about the diversity requirements of the Academy? And he was like. <laughs> <laughs> He said, thanks for asking. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me this question. <laughs> okay. So um You have to watch Captain Ron this week. And Rosalind Sanchez has a very crucial role as like a sexy woman. Captain Ron and Martin Short are like into, but then Martin Short gets mad because Captain Ron is like has a freewheeling lifestyle where he can just go have sex with this woman. And Martin Short is like, I'm chained to my wife and kids and my family. And I'm jealous of Captain Ron for being able to like go fuck whoever he wants to fuck. Anyway, it's a I don't want to call it a great movie, but I almost want to call it a great movie. <laughs> I think you're kind of calling it a great movie. She plays a sexy bikini woman in it. Yes. Okay, that's it. I think her. I think her. Her title is sexy is bikini I- woman. Island girl, like sexy island girl okay. or something. Yeah. The mighty Caribbean, home of romance, adventure, and living legends like Captain Ron. Moving on. I discovered a new woman this week, and I'm like completely obsessed with her. I have I... been. Sh- I have told you about this woman before. I literally have like put, is, this woman has been maybe not in this podcast, but this woman has been in docs before. And every time I put her in here, I'm like, she is giving the like it's Phoebe Price. It's giving Phoebe Price and it and it's giving like just like tabloid, like sexy. Ta- it's um what was her, um uh, uh Rebecca Lobie, the niece of mm-hmm. it's giving sexy niece of mm-hmm. what's his face? 
of, of Bindi Irwin. Of Irwin. Bindi Irwin, Steve, Irwin, Steve Irwin's Irwin, sexy, sexy niece. Yeah. It's giving kind of this like, because what happened is you, you would put this Demi girl, Rose. You would put this woman in here and you'd find out her backstory is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Like there's no backstory. And then you're kind of like at an impasse and you're just like, okay, well, what's, okay. okay what's the point of this? But I'm glad that you found her kind of on your own because she really is giving tabloid photos that are beyond... They're very vintage. It's they're, surprising they're, that they're this good. sort of tabloid photo still exists. Yes. Where it's just, I'm calling the pops. I'm not hiding the fact that I know that the camera is there. I'm just going to pose for the paparazzi, like, for the paparazzi look photographers. Direct, look them directly in the eye. Yes. Yeah. And do this over and over and over again. I clicked on the headline, Joy Corrigan showcases her impressively toned physique in a gray barely there bikini during a beach trip in Miami. And the photos are all looking right at the lens. Yeah. Posing for the camera, yeah. being in the most like for impossible being a model, bikini. this woman like uses the paparazzi as like actual photographers for her. Yeah, you know, portfolio no more than any woman, right? I just am obsessed with the lack of pretense. Like she's posing like leg up on this lounge chair. It's like it's like the purest definition of flaunting. Right, but when I tell you, like I put it in here, but it's like. Joy Corrigan showcases her incredibly toned frame wearing a skimpy lime green bikini in Miami. Joy Corrigan showcases her incredibly toned <laughs> physique in bikini on a trip to Miami. Joy Corrigan shows up her taut tummy in a sheer crochet bra and, p- and orange pants in Coachella. Joy Corrigan takes Coachella fashion to new levels as she turns head in a very daring thong bikini. Joy Corrigan shares her image of social media where she sizzles in a very cheeky neon pink bodysuit. Joy Corrigan channels her inner Barbie in a daring pink thong bodysuit while rollerblading. <laughs> model Joy Corrigan leaves nothing to the imagination in a racy gold cord for the night out. Victoria's Secret model Joy Corrigan showcases her toned abs and ample cleavage in tiny big bikini joy corrigan shows off her model <laughs> figure in a colorful bikini while soaking up the sun joy corrigan cuts an edgy figure in leathers ensemble and sequin boots as she exits from dinner at la joy corrigan flaunts her jaw-dropping figure in chain link bikini <laughs> on the beach with tech boyfriend these are ai written at this point they're <laughs> mm-hmm. not there's no it's really hard to find the next thing there mm-hmm. like she, did you hear them mention that she's a boyfriend so that's like one thing the like, tech guy yeah. she has a guy and she has a boyfriend in tech i don't even know what that means he was a, well he was early in myspace and i think he yeah. cashed out with MySpace and just lives off that. He does other tech stuff, but like he's a right. MySpace guy. So they're calling this girl a Victoria's Secret model. They've called her a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. They've mm-hmm. called her a model various forms. But they're but you could li- you could read one thousand of these headlines and there just isn't anything. Not that this has stopped us before, but there's mm-hmm. nothing next. Like mm-hmm. you get to, you 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 kind of giggle at this woman being a tabloid fixture, but then like there's no like unlike Demi Rose, she has that like kind of crazy back history about being that like model with like that group of people mm-hmm. and that kind of guru guy. This woman, I'm I need more. And I don't know that there is. Well she just launched a fashion line. Okay. Called what's it called? Naked, Naked Species, species. <laughs> with her sister. Okay. okay? And 10% of the revenues go Uh, to the Wild Tomorrow Fund because she's obsessed with animals. Why? Because she grew up on a farm in Massachusetts and she was homeschooled on the farm. Where the fuck in Massachusetts on a farm did this woman grow up? It's called, I put it in there. I was like, Lindsay, she's from where? Something Massachusetts. Yeah, something, never been there. It's it's called, oh, Hadley, Massachusetts is where she's from. Do you know where that is? Yes. She's from Hadley. Okay. So she was homeschooled, then she leaves, goes to LA, becomes a model. Okay. And now she's doing same. this entrepreneur thing. So cool that we have the same career trajectory. She's done she's done some acting. She appeared in one episode of the Showtime show Super Pumped based on Mike Isaac's book, Super Pumped. Oh, I I know about that show. And she played woman number one. Not, no, not woman number two, woman number one. It's giving it's, it's giving Captain Ron. She was just on the cover of Harper's Bizarre Bulgaria. 
Oh my God, that's amazing. And she was just interviewed about her Naked Species fashion line. And speaking of people who say things for the first time, like the first person to have ever said a certain thing. Yeah. In this interview, she talks about like her history, like growing up in a farm and then becoming a model and then meeting this guy and like dating him. Uh-huh. And she says something that I think no one's ever said before. Uh-huh. We are blessed that some of the biggest names in business, VC funding, politics, sports, and entertainment read this column. Is there a person in the world or in the US whom you would love to have a private breakfast or lunch with? And why? He or she might see this if we tag them, smiley face. Do you know what Joy Corrigan said to that question? What? I would love to have breakfast with Ellen DeGeneres and her wife. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres and her wife. It's so nice to include Portia in that in that like dream scenario. Later on, she does say the name Portia. I was like, did she forget Portia's name? But she does say like she and her wife Portia. But she wants I to would have love breakfast to with have Ellen. Breakfast with Ellen DeGeneres and her wife. She could have chosen, like, Ben Franklin. No, it's oh. someone who's alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> she couldn't have chosen Ben Franklin. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> she could have chosen, like, anyone. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Anyway, Joy Corrigan is amazing. I feel like, how have I never really noticed her, clicked her before? Well, Especially I, if you put her in the dock. I but have, like, but I'm telling you, I have. And then she gets she gets skipped over because it's just like, there's nothing here. Like, she poses like, the photo of her. Yeah, she poses iconically. We should do we should do a carousel of like her best shots because she's reposting them too. My number one favorite photo of her that I've seen in the yeah. past few days since I've been made aware of her uh-huh. is... Was given this Daily Mail She's caption. pumping gas. Joy Corrigan yeah. showcases her jaw-dropping figure in a tiny bra top and matching thong as she what fills up her car. And it's her showing off her thong, pulling down her like tracksuit. Well, so it's funny because thong, it's like when you're pumping gas. gas, like you really should pump gas with a lot of skin exposed. Like you're near a lot of like flammable yeah. materials. I'm honestly very scared about pumping gas generally. Mm-hmm. Like even when I'm fully dressed, like... <laughs> There just feels like a lot of liquids that could get on you. you feel and vulnerable. Like, yeah, you do. You Especially when you take out the thing and then like some maybe gas splash it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, there's extra gas in the thing and then it kind of like, spl- oh, and you're like, yeah, did I get that out of my hand? What do I have to do? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like pulling your pants down to reveal essentially like a thong looking mm-hmm. directly in the camera while pumping gas. Mm-hmm. Also, does she have to hold, you know how in New York all they the handles, the st- you they, can't just set it and forget LA. it. This is an You LA. can't you just can set, set it and forget it. You can't set it and forget it in New York. For those of you who don't know, when you pump gas in New York, they disabled all the things that let you click it locked, like yeah. lock it. So well, you have people, to hold. People in New York weren't responsible enough to to let set it and forget it. We we they said you you animals like can't you, you fucking idiots can't like figure out how to let this. You're something bad's gonna happen something. here. She rolled up in a tracksuit, mm-hmm. right? And she got out of the car. It's being pulled down, yeah. And she plugged in the thing to get the gas, the thing, the the hose, and she set it. And then she turned to the camera, which were, I don't know, I guess she called them. They were across the street. I don't mm-hmm. know if she must have been near Craig's or something. She unzips the track jacket to reveal a skimpy pink bikini that yeah. matches her bag. Yeah. And she pulls down the pants mm-hmm. to like reveal the, the kind up. of crotch. I mean, the wedgie that she has right there is, is like well, unbelievable. You know, all women. That's what we struggle with. And she starts posing. And she's got big boots on too. Oh, she's got big boots. She looks cool. I got to say, she looks like no one else. The most boring, kind of miserable, stinky thing in the world, like filling up your gas tank and doing this at, with a serve never is wild. I've once filled up my gas tank and felt sexy and done a serve <laughs> and felt like I could serve. Mm-hmm. In fact, New Jersey has it right because they pump your gas for you. You can't do it and yourself. You, and yeah. you literally don't have to serve because you stay in the car. Mm-hmm. And being in the car 
is a place where you don't have to serve. Mm-hmm, it's true. I put this in here. So her boyfriend, as I said, that tech guy who worked at MySpace, Ted, Ted Danik, he used to date Tara mm-hmm, Reid. Mm-hmm. And guess who else he used to date? Marina Mazepa. America's Got Talent. Contor- her? She's a contortionist. Who dated Anthony Kiedis last year. Remember when she dated Anthony Kiedis? They might still be They might still be dating. Anyway. Very weird. Anthony Kiedis is seen out dining with Ukrainian contortionist Marina Mazepa, 25, who's best known for her wild performance at America's Got Talent. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about that. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Beckham Watch. Beckham Watch. His, his Michelin star video is so funny. Wait, I haven't seen it. Where is it? I haven't seen it. Can I watch it? Brooklyn Peltz Beckham on LA's Comments are turned scene. off. <laughs> no, that, I put that in there. They turned off the comments. He's doing promo, like a promo video for the Michelin app. So in the video, he's having to say things like, the first video I ever screenshotted on the Michelin app was this. I like how the Michelin app lets you sort by like star ranking. I like how the Michelin app does this. And so he's at like a fancy restaurant. I think he's eating like sushi. Hi, I'm Brooklyn Peltz Beckham. And today I'm with the Michelin Guide to talk about the Michelin distinctions. I find restaurants um, through uh, obviously the Michelin app. That's one of my favorites. Anything in the Michelin selection is a Michelin recommendation. A bib gourmand is good food at good value. One star is high quality cooking and definitely worth a stop. Two stars is excellent cooking and worth a detour. Three stars is exceptional and definitely worth a visit. Green stars are role models in green gastronomy. The way that everyone understands and agrees that, that, a joke? That, Becca, that Brooklyn Beckham's cooking thing is a joke, and yet he gets these incredible opportunities with big food-based brand like the biggest one michelin Michelin guide is a huge where is the disconnect because this doesn't make them look good if brooklyn beckham's telling me this food is good i'm not eating that food brooklyn beckham discusses his passion for cooking in michelin guide video dot 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 after being slammed for his disastrous tutorials but there's just something so charmingly aspirational it's like fake it till you make it with him because i feel like he might first of all he must have the most amazing agent in the world because whoever this person is is they're spinning this tale and the person listening is not googling brooklyn beckham food and is not seeing that like Mm -hmm. out of all the things that this kid has done like the food thing is like not really sticking that's a pun but it is sticking though he's still associated with that's the thing he's still associated barreling forward right even though people are making fun of him this is the thing that's been stickier than Any, the, music or photography. Else. He's so much more successful than so many other people at this. And it is just funny how each time everyone's like, LMAO, not that again. No one is saying, oh, he's getting better at this. They just clown no, him they, more and more no. and more. Um, and how are the, other, um, are the other Beckhams doing anything? I saw that Romeo Beckham Romeo's, left F1. Romeo's hanging out with Mia Reagan a lot. His girlfriend. His girlfriend. There's a lot of Romeo and Mia. Like the 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 British press is trying to make Romeo and Mia happen, but they, it's not really they're trying to make it me. happen. That's why this is so funny, and me. why Beckham Watch still remains potent because the tabloids are literally trying to make Romeo Beckham the next Brooklyn Beckham, mm-hmm. while trying to simultaneously lift up and throw down Brooklyn. <laughs> 
Green stars are role models in green gastronomy. If we move on to relationships, do you believe that Maddie and Taylor are together or do you think it's fake news? I am having a hard time with this. I think they're, I, but I think they're together. Did you see the photo of Taylor and Maddie allegedly in a car together? Well, I can't see his face in this. I can barely see Taylor's face But all I need to say, not this. to be a body language expert, but all I needed to see was the photos of him reacting to her in concert. I've been a longtime Maddie fan and follower, and the I, you can tell the the look in his eyes. I'm sorry, you can mm. tell. I mean, I believe it. I and just... if anything's going to throw this guy into them dumb, it's this and it's incoming traffic right now. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to ruin his life in more ways <laughs> than one. And I don't mean in terms of like her breaking his heart, which she totally will. But just the mess of fame that he is about to receive is... And the mess of Swifties he's is about to a receive. a mess. His dating history, it's Halsey, Gabby Brooks, Ali Lohan, Twigs, Gabriella Brooks, Charlotte D'Alessio, and now Taylor Swift. I would say the biggest, the he him dating Twigs and Halsey were the two bigger ones. I think him and Taylor hooked up back in Tumblr days. She has this very iconic outfit when she was doing her. Remember every time mm-hmm. she wore left her house in Tribeca, she wore an outfit. Mm-hmm. In that era, she once wore like a skirt and a 1975 tank top, which is kind of iconic. And I think she was wearing like a halter thing around it or something. Yeah. I am very much like they've been friends for they've a while reconnected. and they re- they're reconnecting in her chaotic new era. Post Joe. Yes. He's the opposite. We talked about this a little bit. So I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Timmy has said this over and over in our texts and here. But like, (laughs) Timmy Timmy is like, it's rebound, it's rebound. I don't think Timmy sees any longevity here. He's like, she's in her Kim K. Pete Davidson era. I don't disagree. Yeah, I think that's kind of... But He's like, the man of the but moment. But that was real. He's right. the man of the moment. And and he had he's coming off of his era where he was like kissing girlies in the audience. Mm-hmm. Their their latest album is better than ever, better than they've ever done, in my opinion, more poppy than they've ever done. They did a Jack Antonoff record like Taylor. He, yeah, it's like, it is perfect timing. His bandmates dating Charlie XCX. The cool factor is off the charts. Mm-hmm. I just want to know like, what her current, what the remaining members of her squad, aka the Heim girlies and Gigi Hadid and Blake Lively have to say about this. Because like, if my girlfriend starts dating Maddie Haley, I'm like, girl, uh, watch out, girl. you know, like, I know, uh, be well, careful. I think the thing is, is like, and this will be the last time we talk about him because he's about to be a them essentially. Yeah. And then it becomes irrelevant to us. But him gaining all this new fandom and and the kind of like TikTok of it all, da da da, gassed him up so much mm-hmm. that he basically went on this podcast and said a bunch of bullshit and was involved in this kind of controversy where he was saying like kind of like racist shit like Mm -hmm. on this podcast in the name of like very alt-right humor, very dry, very I don't give a fuck. And now he's in the spotlight of the Swifties, another very earnest fan base. Mm -hmm. And he's in his I'm not tweeting, I'm not doing anything online era because he has to be because he can't be a cheeky guy. I saw a clip of him in concert where he goes, I just want to be a bloke. I just want to be a bloke. <laughs> I was Jesus. laughing. I was like, babe, you are in for a world of hurt. I'm surprised that Tree Payne didn't nip this in the bud and like say, you I can't don't, do I don't this. think Tree has when any control a, right now. When there's a line like this in the episode, in the in a story about Maddie Healy's episode of the Adam Friedland podcast that includes the line, later, Healy encouraged the host to impersonate Japanese people yeah, working that in was concentration the... camps, something he joined in on. It seems messy of Taylor to align herself publicly because being getting photographed with him it's one thing to have rumors that you can't control but she could have chosen not to even be near this guy not invite him to the stage and she did it anyway that feels messy to me yeah you know? but it, it feels like a little it, bit mess- it's it very it's very much her. like i don't it's in my i don't give a shit era they've been friends for a long time 
she's like a she's a crazy girly being a little crazy like i don't know <laughs> speaking of relationships we have a new one i've never seen this in our relationship section i've never seen this anywhere we have a confirmation of not dating not marriage not pregnancy we have a confirmation of siblinghood nct's jungwoo and actress <laughs> kim min ah confirmed to, to be, be siblings, siblings. I love this. I've never seen this in my entire life. I love life. this. Confirmed as siblings. It's like, and it's not even like, they're not long lost siblings. They're no. not like, they're not like a parent uh, was estranged and they're like, not oh, half siblings. And me. These da, da, da. two grew up together. <laughs> they are siblings. <laughs> These two are siblings. So Jungwoo was in NCT. NCT has like, what, how many members? NCT is like the biggest boy band, essentially. He's really famous. She's really not. So it's not like, she's deeply famous in Korea and we just don't know about it. She really isn't. She's like kind of an aspiring actor, but she is on this show called, which I watched some clips on Netflix. She's on this show called Love Naggers. They reenact like text messages and give like advice on how to do things. It's kind of like an advice panel show that she appears on doing reenactments of the text messages get that get sent into this show where the panelists talk about what happens and then they like, God, I love, pan- I love panel, panel shows, shows from other, panel I love shows panel shows from other countries. They're panel so much shows. better than ours. So she's ours. like kind of an up and coming person and he's very, very famous. But that doesn't change the fact that NCT's agency, SM Entertainment, and Kim Min Ah's agency, Worry Actors, had to release statements confirming that they are siblings because I guess it got out and they were like, let's just say this. So Kim Min Ah's agent said, they did not want to mention that they are siblings because they were cautious and thought it could be uncomfortable, but it became known. So they just confirmed it. Anyway, all the K-pop boards are like, never seen this before. This is hilarious. What a scandal. LOL. I've been a K-pop fan for five years and I've never seen a sibling announcement. That's so funny. I'm sick of these two. I almost don't want to talk about them because I don't want to give them attention, but I can't Loved stop thinking about them. up at Carbone Beach. Carbone Beach is like Miami Carbone? Yeah. Ew. Chris Appleton, husband Lucas Gage, look loved up at Carbone Beach. They did a like a little pap walk. It's so funny that they flanked Madeline Klein. They like, flanked Madeline. Out to dinner. Oh, flying. And then they all posed on like a Vespa as like a, as like a throuple. Mm-hmm. Carbone Beach presented by American Express. American Express presents Carbone Beach. Oh my God. I think that these two are chaotic. And then I think everyone who surrounds them, like also you get like the, I see, I see Mason Gooding. I see Malin Klein and all I I'm thinking is just, is just the fakest kind of celebrity hanger on bullshit. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't see longevity in any of these friendships People. or relationships. He's just trying to get as much attention as he possibly can for as long as he can do it. And I know it's you really, working. you really don't like it's him. working. Yeah. Someone in the Patreon Discord was like, "What does Bobby know that he's not saying about Lucas Gage? He's so annoyed by him." And I was like, Nothing. "I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, it's not like there's like some bit of information." But that's maybe it's... part of it is that he is this he is this inauthentic person to you. You don't mm-hmm. see any. You're not reading anything that you're actually like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And you're the kind of person who would actually take in that information and be like, oh, oh you know what? Actually, like yeah. I learned this thing about Lucas Gage. that's very interesting. I'm feeling a little bit different about him. Yeah, I'd be generous. Like but that, all sure. you see is just kind of this like person all over the press. It's like this annoying press. It's like, you know, not the work to back it up. It's just sort of like the way that Rita Ora can be palling around with God knows who God knows where, God knows when, doing all, all this stuff, and the press gives her attention. I'm like, I can earnestly look at Rita Ora and say, I understand why people hang out with her. She seems fun. This guy doesn't necessarily seem fun yeah. to me. Yeah, and it always seems like there's a catch with him. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what you're seeing. It's yeah. like, 
you're not seeing like authentic friendships. You're seeing like people texting like, are you going to this? Like, <laughs> you know. Look, and they don't look loved up. They don't look loved up. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's read a time. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita Ora performing at the Eurovision. If you can slam, I can slam. Semi-finals Tuesday. I, first of all, what time? <laughs> Eurovision is crazy. What time? 3 p.m.? <laughs> For us? Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Eurovision on the Friday episode, but we're going to do the actual we'll do deep dive, on, deep dive Patreon. on the Patreon episode. I agree. But we can go harder, longer. The semi-final is tomorrow. Rita Ora is going to sing. It's hosted by Johnny Weir on Peacock. It starts at 8 p.m. on the BBC iPlayer, no. which means that it would be five five hours before for us. So it'd be at 3 p.m. Be at 3 p.m. Eastern it. time on Tuesday. Okay, great. Tomorrow. I'll be there. Oh you also can, FYI, as I've done before, you can tune in for the finals live, but then you can rewatch. The, Peacock has the semifinals to rewatch, so mm -hmm. I often will rewatch them throughout the week. Or you cannot rewatch the semifinals because you're going to see the same performances again in the final unless you want to see the ones get, get that get knocked out. And you can just get a clip of Rita Ora's performance <laughs> and watch that. <laughs> wow, this is going long for no reason. Anyways, Rita Ora is performing Praising You at the at Eurovision, which is really exciting. And I saw photos of her on her own Instagram of her at Liverpool. And I was like, Rita Ora is at like Eurovision Celebration Center or whatever they call it. They set up like a downtown party for people to go watch and enjoy as we experienced in Lisbon mm -hmm. a few years ago, which is exciting. I love that they have this rest of the world voting thing. I think it's going to work. I don't know. We'll you have see. to use a credit card. I did love seeing that Fatboy Slim released a remix of Praising You, which is a remix. So he <laughs> remixed his own remix, which was also a remix originally because mm -hmm. he's a remix artist, kind of a mm -hmm. DJ. So we got a remix of a remix. It's pretty good. Praising You featuring Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim remix. It's single. amazing. No, it's great. It's great. And we got a new photo of Rita on there. She just won a Brit Billion Award for having over 1 billion streams in the UK. Insane. If you ever doubted her impact. Insane. You know how many of those streams are mine? A million? Oh, at least a million. How many millions in a billion? Uh, a thousand million. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all mine. A thousand million. <laughs> Rita Ora emerges with Wait, husband. a thousand million? A thousand million is a billion. Okay. Hmm. Okay. 999 million. Okay. 999. Yeah. Okay. I'm a million at least. I'm a million streams of her. Wow. Okay. Got a DM. Just watched Rita rehearse her Eurovision performance. There's a little girl with a basketball for some reason praising you with a big dance break. She sounds great. So she is singing praising you at the at Eurovision. Yes, it's of course the she big is. Of premiere is. of praising you. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. If you want to watch Rita sing praising you, you have to tune in at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. First of all, I know you're free. I know your schedule and I know you're free. So <sighs> I know you'll be watching live. I will. Okay. I will. Thank okay. you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them for questions, comments, and concerns. 
for our Friday Who's There show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our reader theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. We'll see you on Friday. You can also support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, newsletters sometimes, and more. And uh, bye. See you Friday. Bye. Bye. See you Friday. Bye. Hey.